welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode and every episode by my co-hosts. I couldn't pay attention to this movie long enough to come up with something witty. Whitney Nelson! (laughs) (laughs) That's me. It's true. And here is a halfway backwards compliment for... My other co-host, Evan Wells. Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God. Perfect. I have a feeling about this one. Here we go. Mm. Up top. I want to mention you can find the website at coolbreezepod.com. Email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod, like so many of you did for our Q&A episode that happened literally moments before this that are will go out as separate episodes. It was awesome. Thank you. Keep them coming, because we can compile them and do more fun stuff like that. We can keep doing bonus episodes, as long as there's questions to answer. Yeah. As long as there's cues to A. (laughs) We we will. We We will A A those. We will A those cues. (laughs) We will A the F out of those cues. (laughs) 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 Perfect. It reached this logical closure point right there. Mm -hmm. If you like what we do and you want to support it directly, you can hop on Patreon patreon.com slash coolbreezepod subscribe do some cool stuff there if you don't want to do that here's where here's here's where it gets beggy but i i love this show whitney evan do you love this show i do i love I it i can hear sarah mclaughlin's arms of the angel playing behind you right now oh i would cue mm-hmm. if you had cued me up i definitely would have <laughs> oh next episode for sure <laughs> oh, do it in post i'll do it in post it'll be fine hear it do you hear that do you hear that listeners for the price of an invisible cup of coffee a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> For the price of water out of your tap. Yeah. Mm. It costs nothing. Costs nothing. To go on iTunes and just click the five-star button. I don't even need you to write anything. Just click five yeah, stars. Yeah, free. No, but we do, free. we do screenshot and share when you say something between all of us and talk about it. So also write something. Yeah, you make our day if you do that. Like, you obviously, do. we keep track of the, the numbers, but the written things yeah. where people go above and beyond, it's great. Do that. Yeah, and, and theoretically, the person writing the review will feel better about themselves. So, and like, what's mm-hmm. that worth? Right. You know? Self-esteem You did what we're offering thing. you yeah. by reviewing us. You did a thing, one thing, and you affected three lives. You could tell all your friends. <laughs> right. You, you could go to your family and say, I did a good thing today. Like, who doesn't want to be able to say that? Yeah, yeah. I improved other people's lives. I Market made karma points. three different individuals' days better with just yeah. a few moments of my time. Oh, yeah. God. That's Five huge. stars. Five stars. Three for one. Five stars. If you have multiple iTunes accounts, just do it twice. Two five stars. Who cares? Yeah. What are you trying to do? Who? What are you trying to prove? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, trying to get too shot. aggressive. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? It goes from like pleading to then like a very antagonistic tone. I love it. Who the hell do you think you are being so withholding? Yeah. <laughs> Five stars, iTunes. It's great. It's the freest, easiest way to share uh, this thing that so we're, this journey that we're on. It's great. Do that. Evan. Yeah. All right. Oh, boy. What are we talking about? Oh, man. I'm going to hold it in until I get to my notes. We are talking about a film called Me and Will. And yes, you've never heard of it. 
Okay. Uh, the plot synopsis from IMDb is as such. Melissa Bear and Sherry Rose wrote, directed, and star in this offbeat road comedy about two women with a passion for motorcycles who meet while going through rehab. When they discover they've both longed to ride Captain America's red, white, and blue chopper from Easy Rider, they escape the rehab clinic and hit the highway in search of their dream bike. It sounds, it sounds like a pretty cool story. Oh, God. It was directed by the stars, Melissa Bear and Sherry Rose. Okay. Co-starring alongside Keanu in this film is Patrick Dempsey and some other folks. Right. Um, I can't believe Keanu's even credited in this movie. <laughs> I can't either. That was the, the biggest surprise of this film is that he's credited at all to come up in like when you're IMDb and Keanu Reeves so we can put together a list of movies Keanu Reeves is in. The fact that he has an appearance in this as a credited person blows my mind. He's an extra You can literally best. watch the first one <laughs> minute of film and see all of the <laughs> right. Keanu Reeves and then yeah, that's and you all should you only need. watch a minute quite is honestly. It, is it safe to say that we were all hoodwinked perhaps by, by this Slightly. film? Yeah. Slightly. Um, Definitely hoodwinked. I didn't hate it as much as either of you seem to, just based off of initial impressions. Um, but I think that that's a. I think that there's potentially a, a gender difference there. But yeah, so we for Rotten Tomatoes, there is no critical score. No one reviewed it. I even did a search to try and find reviews. There are none. No one Shocking. reviewed it. Not even like. <laughs> People with their own blog on LiveJournal reviewed this thing. I really looked for reviews just to get something else, and there was nothing. It has a 50% audience score, but um, only like four written reviews, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. It was slim Um, pickings. Yeah. So all of that that 50% audience score comes from people who like left stars and didn't even write a review. Uh, So we have two quotes from users, obviously, because no one critically talked about this movie at all. Alan B. gave it three stars and said, hard to find this one. (laughs) And Jeff B. gave it one and a half stars and says, kudos to the ladies, but not much special here. That's nice. Which I actually, that's probably pretty accurate to how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Rather than actively negative... Uh, and venomous, like Evan seems to feel about this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, who's who's going first? Evan, do you want to get it off your chest? Oh my god! Do you want to let it out? I'm gonna start. It. I'm gonna do a stopwatch here. Hold on. All right, oh go. boy, um, it did not work for me um, at all. Uh, I despise this movie. It's 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 bad. And mm-hmm. and steal from Andrew like capital B bad. <laughs> oh boy, which I, which I think is worse. Wait, would lowercase B be worse? Because capital F fine is better than lowercase F fine. Yeah, I think when it it's makes going, it more. Yeah, when it's capital when it's B a makes negative, it more. Yeah, that I think that's okay. Probably can I do, it. So it's more bad with capital. Can B I do bad. all caps? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, caps lock bad. Oh, okay, great. That's where I'm at. Um, okay, this. Okay, pacing, no. So slow in so many parts of this movie. Uh, and, and we'll get into that. The, the, the entire scene of her engaging with her mom at the house was seven times 
longer than it needed to be. Yeah. I did the math. Um, the plot, that f- fine, maybe just not done right. It's a cool, it's a, it's a cool story, I guess. Like the idea of escaping rehab is, is interesting and like potentially getting healed in other ways. I like that idea definitely, but it was not done well. Um, character development. I really wanted a lot more there. I wanted more of that, like healing to come through. I wanted more of that, like finding themselves and finding purpose, which they kind of did, but I wanted more. And then, um, Technically speaking, (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, Editing was wrong. Um, A lot of the choreography, like the crash scene towards the end, that was horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if you're, just framing this up, if you're riding next to someone else on a motorcycle, the fact that one of those people is not aware that they're in the wrong lane of traffic for what looked like two or 300 yards. Yeah. Uh, n- no, not believable in the least. Uh, so uh, Keanu, what did I think of Keanu? <laughs> well, he's good at holding a guitar. Right. It's a bass pretty guitar. Much, uh, a bass guitar. And falling over. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see him hold a guitar and fall over. That so. was Dogstar. Actual Dogstar. With playing yeah, an was, actual Dogstar song. To it open was the dog film. shit. Is what it was. <laughs> oh, zing! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, who's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was not Andrew. bad. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two thirty-seven. That was. I did. I actually did start a stopwatch. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to start with what I liked about this movie. Hmm. Um. No, 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 no. I thought the performances by our two leads were, I I thought they were uneven, but there were points where I thought they were uh, affecting and I, I, I give it up. It's, it's hard, right? Acting is hard. I don't care what anybody says. That shit's difficult. So I give it up for some of the scenes in this movie. And that 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 is kind of the beginning and the end of what I have to say good about this movie. Not that I not that I hate I I, I don't feel as strongly about Evan about this movie. However, I found it very difficult to like remain engaged with this movie. Yeah. I think there's something here that put in the right hands could be a really capably told story. Mm-hmm. Right. I think this might be an issue of I because I looked these two up uh, and they both had acted in things previous to this and not too much after this. But this was a, a directorial debut for both of them. And mm-hmm. I think that shows mm-hmm. if they had just written. Clearly, it's a very personal story. Like, I feel like yeah. they're writing this from something that they experienced in their lives, whether it's like suicide or suicidal thoughts directly or uh, childhood trauma and abuse, which is apparent throughout the film. It's coming from a place of, of experience. I hate to pile on, you know, in a way that like diminishes that I, j- I but I don't think these two, they were the, certainly the people to write it, certainly the people to produce it. I don't believe they were the people to direct it. 
because everything yeah. Evan says comes through. Like the editing, <laughs> the the just the general moment to moment is very jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the effects. This movie, I mean, we we just watched The Matrix. And again, I'm not trying, apples to oranges, right? But this movie looks like it was made like five years before The Matrix. Like yeah. in terms of mm-hmm. quality, there are shots where I don't know if it was purposeful or not, where like things are out of focus. And I'm I'm like, Definitely. I don't know if, that, I, I don't know if that was in the, the intent or that was like, oh, we didn't, we couldn't afford pickups or whatever. Yeah. And audio throughout the entire thing was real bad. Yeah. There was a lot of ADR that was not. Uh, I actually wrote down a line here. I'm sure maybe the two of you remember this. What's up, butt crack? You constipated? I don't know if you yeah, remember that. I did write that down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that line was fu- funny. It caught me off guard. It was just such a weird, and that's like an uneven writing thing. Like, felt out of character, but it, and that's why it made me laugh. But uh, the ADR on that specific line was like, oh, ouch. That's yeah. not how, the, that's what our mouth said at all. <laughs> yeah. I. Everybody outside of the two of them is a completely forgettable character for me. That's really what I have to say. Like, I, I feel nothing about this movie. That, that's yep. kind of, and I feel like I should. Like, there are moments, like, they refer to this shower scene, uh, and they do it in a very effective way where it's, like, clearly a uh, girl or, or women, a woman's foot in the shower, and then a man's foot comes from behind and that was like very that was like like i felt that and i was like there needed to be more not in an exploitive way either but like that's what the movie should have been striving for like i want to feel uncomfortable i want to be in a place where i'm thinking and questioning and doing all these things and for 90 to 95 percent of it i'm just not feeling that Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I hope that this is not a, you know, I, 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 Whitney's up next and I'm, she might change my mind on this and I hope, I hope. I don't think I will change your mind. Oh, I, ho- I just I mean, have I a hope... very different viewpoint to come at it from. Yeah. I mean, I hope that I at least get something that maybe I couldn't think of because of my place as a white dude. Right. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but that's basically what I have to say. I'm ready to eat my words or just give have some food for thought, as it were. But this movie, as it is crafted, not did not work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the for me, it didn't work for me either. But I think it worked much more for me than it did for either of you. This read so they should not have directed it. They should not have. They should have put themselves into the characters and then put the movie into somebody somebody else's hands. Because everything that you guys have said, the story is jarring in how it moves along. The editing is terrible. The, um, the character development, where you're getting it and where you're not getting it, isn't ever where you want to be getting it or not getting it. Yeah. Um, the, but it, I have rarely seen a movie that rings so true to life experiences uh as this movie does mm-hmm. i think that mm-hmm. the fact that these women have extreme trauma in their pasts and all of the trauma is family member related and so not only do you not have like a good 
viewpoint on the world and you end up with, you know, certain mental whatever that you're self-medicating through drugs or drinking or both or whatever. Um, There's no safety net. And the way that these women bond instantly for no reason is very realistic. Yeah. The way that the um, going on this trip together out of nowhere because they don't have anything else in their lives is very realistic. If you've ever known anyone who was in anywhere in their, you know, age like 19 to 35 and a female who is self-medicated for something, so much of these scenes are like scenes taken out of of people's lives i've known these people i've been friends with these people at some points i've been these people and so much of the scenes and the way that they interact with the world is so so true to life because that's how you interact with the world when you have some kind of trauma and no safety net and and that's how you're handling it um and i think that the the way that the the different Family members did different things to them growing up that led to the different ways that they handle their their shit is very, very realistic. Um, so it definitely but it reads like it reads like my live journal from 2005. It reads in this very. Um, there was because there was no distance between them and the story because the story was at least semi-autobiographical. The right. story was written by them, directed by them, starring them about them. There's no one to pull you back and say, now people aren't going to connect with this, or now this isn't actually the right place to be going into this part of it, or we should show more of this and less of that or whatever. The The timeline of the movie itself, it's much more like vignettes of real life that are just edited together. Yeah. The time frame of the movie, like how much time elapses in a certain scene or a certain time, is never consistent. Um, It's really much more like someone took pages out of a diary and said, this is going to be a movie. And because it happened in real life and felt like a story to them, they figured that would translate to the screen and it doesn't. Um, There was some very emotionally affecting stuff for me in it because I am a woman who has gone through trauma and has self-medicated. And so there was a lot of things there that resonated with me in a lot of different ways um, that I just think maybe pulled the story along for me a little bit more. Um, All of the, the ways that they dealt with stuff from, you know, drug use to drinking to promiscuous sex to dressing slutty and going out to a club and dancing but not wanting anyone to bother you but like you're going out to a place in a certain way that you're saying i want to hit on people the she actively looked like she wanted to hit on people at the bar and then she didn't want anyone to hit on her that all of the ways that she was interacting and that's not i'm not slut shaming there that has nothing to do with sex that just has to do with she presented herself as someone who wants to interact and then didn't want to interact um because you can, she could have gone out to the club in that same outfit and wanted to dance by herself and not had any troubles. It was the way that she put it out there. Um, there's just so much bad decision making and just any kind of reaction to anything that rang very, very true for me. But it it looks like a student film. It reads like a student film. Like it does not. There's so much 
lack of knowledge of the craft there that there are parts that don't make sense. There are parts that don't need to be in there. There's parts that should have been in there more, like you were saying, like go into the trauma more. Don't just show us that there's trauma and say that's why all this is happening. Um, And some of the trauma gets resolved. Some of the trauma doesn't. Most of the trauma doesn't. So there's no real resolution for the viewer of this movie, which we're not we don't want to see regular people's lives. If we wanted to see regular people's lives, we would just go look at other people. We want to see a movie because we want some sort of lesson or movie or development or resolution. And this movie has no resolution. It No one, no one processes their trauma. No one says anything and confronts a family member in a way that feels resolved. There's a little bit of that um, at the, with the mom, but yeah. that's, None of that with the dad, and the dad was as much of a problem as the mom was. Um, and that's just the one the one lady's dad. I'm not even talking about the sexual assault stuff. The um they're just and the and the ending, obviously, the ending of the one character, like I I was actually impressed with Patrick Dempsey. I thought that the dirtbag character was not the usual thing that I have seen him play even back in the day when he was younger. And um, I think he did a good job of giving that character that had no backstory built into it. He made a backstory there. You know what I mean? Like the the he's a dirtbag. He sees life a certain way, but he does genuinely care about her and and wants to keep her safe. But he doesn't understand what keeping her safe is. And that all of that ending stuff where she's like, he really loves me. Could we ever, you know, like get married and have kids and and be normal? And he's like, no. Like maybe kids, but, you know, we're not going to. This is it. I don't like being sober. Um, Yeah. And that realization hitting her. That's all stuff that I've seen, like... All of that rang very, very true. It's just the way that it was presented is so haphazard and so not good storytelling. Um, that there are, I mean, I as as realistic as it was and as emotionally affected as I sometimes was by this movie, I was also bored by, by it more often than I was not bored by it. Um, there's just no good through line. I don't want to see a bunch of vignettes of day-to-day life strung together of two girls trying to heal and neither one of them really doing any of the work to make it heal. Running away is not healing. Getting away from your problems helps. Realizing that there are problems helps, but then they didn't do anything else. I, I think, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. I'm like sitting here nodding the whole time. I'm like, yeah, there's something here with this friendship, right? Mm-hmm. But I think especially given the difference in their ages, which is, I believe, about 10 years apart. Wow. I didn't. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <sighs> Andrew, did you time Whitney? I didn't because, we, you know, we don't need that. She's right. the, she's the mm-hmm. emotional core of the show. I don't there's no we, we don't put a limit Am on I? Whitney. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Probably. I thought I was the pretentious asshole. Of the show. <laughs> Why not both? I don't know. I mean, um, sure. I'll be I'll be whatever you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're everything everything there rings true with me. Also realizing that I don't have the insight required to fully understand all of that at a just a base level. 
I think, mm-hmm. maybe. Empathy, I can empathize, perhaps to a degree. But again, that, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I still would not recommend anyone go seek this movie out. But I think that there was, there's talent in in there in the way that they took, like, pages of a diary and made it, translated that. But there's no storytelling ability there at all. None of it actually came through as, like, an entertaining way to find out about people. Um, and I think that that's where they should have had other people involved. I think... Um, they should have starred in it. I think that them starring in it was was the way that it was going to be the best movie it could be. But yeah. I think everything else they should have brought people in for. That feels that feels very accurate, based on based on what we've seen. Right? <laughs> like, don't do everything. I get it. It's probably also there are a lot of things here that it's probably constrained by like. An incredibly tight budget. budget. And yeah. then, you know, they called in probably as many favors as they could, I I would yeah, assume. This very, very much to me feels like they paid for it on their own. Whoever gave them any sort of financing gave them financing because they knew them from a previous project. Yeah. Um, they definitely called in favors for this. I uh, 100% think that this was... I think there's stuff like they didn't even realize that the film was out of focus or whatever they were shooting was out of focus. And then they didn't have the money to go back and reshoot it once <laughs> they saw that it was out of focus. I think that there's a lot of them out there on the, with the seat of their pants not having made a movie before, only having been in front of the camera before. And they're like, we know enough of this to know how it goes. I actually worked at a movie like that once. It was an, <laughs> oh, a stunt guy who was getting too old to do stunts. So he was like, I'm going to write a movie and I'm going to call in every favor that I have and make it an incredible action movie because i know a guy who will bring a helicopter in for free and i know pyrotechnics people that will do it for free and i know the stunt choreographer from king arthur and he'll come in and do it for free and all that kind of stuff and um and it was a terrible movie because he didn't know how to make movies (laughs) right but he's like i've been in the industry for 40 years i know how to make a movie um and that was exactly how this read to me yeah i i it would not surprise me if if it was like Oh, uh, what what band is in town tonight? Oh, it's Dogstar. Oh, do you think they would let us film a movie with them? Yeah. Like, just playing a song? You know, yeah. one of those situations. Now we can credit Keanu Reeves! Amazing! And maybe the other people from Dogstar. I don't know. I don't know their names. Mm-mm. So, I think that's, yeah, that pretty much sums up if this movie worked for us. I'm very curious if I will actually get to play the theme song for the uh, interstellar favorite this week. Mm-hmm. Will I get to press this button, Evan? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Really? Holy shit. There's just a slight change. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love it. I'll take oh, no. it. This is going to. Oh, no. Uh, What's going to happen? <laughs> there is literally no trivia on this movie, so we are doing general Keanu trivia. Oh, snap! Uh. <laughs> Turn that frown upside down, general listing since, audience. <laughs> since he wasn't in this movie, we're going to put him in the trivia. All right. Well, all righty. Here we go. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! 
got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my, I am excited. Pop Quiz Asshole is our very own <laughs> quiz show where the host, in this case, Evan, asks Whitney and I each three questions worth a point. If one of us gets it wrong, the other player has a chance to steal to get that point. The host may also add bonus questions, and because this is general knowledge, maybe Evan did. Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, so it's just three and three. We're going to keep it really simple, straightforward. We are keeping it simple. The current scores are as follows. Whitney has 53 points. Evan has 33 points. Woo! <laughs> and I have 32 points. I hate it so much. Here we go! <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... You, you're first, Andrew, right? Yeah, I, d- I did last week, so I'm going to... Okay. I'll, I'll cue this up. Here we go. In which country was Keanu born? Three answers here. Oh, that's weird. Okay. A is Lebanon, B is Hawaii, and C is England. <laughs> Wait a minute. None of those are Canada. <laughs> it's because he wasn't born there. Um. Uh, I'm like my mind is blown right now. I, um, okay. Le- Lebanon, Hawaii, and England. Oh my gosh. I think. It, uh, uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, the song's running out. Uh, <laughs> Lebanon. Ready to press the wrong button? Oh my gosh! He's Lebanese. Well, no, wait. He's he's he was born there. Oh, yeah, and then they moved around a lot. Hawaii mm-hmm. seemed too suspiciously straightforward. I don't yeah. know why. His dad is like a, a whole. He's a whole mix of like Asian, hey, hey, Pan Asian. No, <laughs> stop, stop with your additional information. Oh, because this, this might come up at some point. Soon. Yeah, I don't trust her. Oh, 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 all right. I'll 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 start this up. Here you go. Let's, let's hit Whitney with some knowledge. Oh, yes, Whitney. It's my turn. How old was Keanu when he first started acting? Was he A, 3, B, 13, or C, 9? Ooh. Mm. That's hard. I'm going to say 9. You did it! Oh my gosh! He's been doing this for a while now. Nine feels like a good age to start acting. 40 plus years. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Okay. Oh boy. Andrew. Let's do it. Keanu's mother was married how many times? A, once. B, six times. Get out or of Or C, place. four times. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> <laughs> this must oh be God. easy trivia. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it, it, you know, I don't know. Since you said it was how many times, I just assumed there was more than, greater than one. But, I mean, I could have mm. been a wrong assumption right out of the gate. So, all right. <laughs> It's a good thing you didn't rule something out. I don't. No, I'm not doing. I'm not. <laughs> homie, don't play that game no more. That's not. We don't do that. All right, Whitney. Yes. Speaking of his father, um, his biological father was imprisoned for which crime? Oh. Was it 
A, selling heroin, B, stealing cars, or C, domestic abuse? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> a dark question. Yeah. Um, it's background. I'm Keanu. Stealing cars? Oh, God. It's so... I was hoping it was stealing cars, because the other two are so much worse. Oh, my God. That's why I went with stealing cars. I yeah. was going to go with stealing cars, and now I have a real terrible decision to make. How bad is this person? <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> heroin. It's got a, the heroin. Oh God! I don't want to ding myself for that. It's terrible. I don't like. In it. a Hawaiian airport, he was selling heroin. Went, went to jail. He's not a not good great. person. I don't like him. All right, Andrew. What kind of store did Keanu manage while he was living in Toronto in high school? Oh. Was it A, an electronics store, B, a pasta store, <laughs> or C, a pet store? <laughs> what is a pasta store? Is that what it sounds like? Just like... Like a, yeah, like a pasta shop. Go there to spaghettis, some spaghettis, and some... Uh, I'm just... Uh, it'd be cool to have... Puppies, let's go with the pet shop. Damn it. <laughs> I like your justification, though. It's, Puppies. <laughs> you did I'm that. I'm going to say pasta because I also <laughs> felt like that was an outlier. Like, what is a pasta shop? Uh, That's the right so feeling, I'm Whitney. Pasta. You did it. You got it with the pasta. <laughs> oh, my God. Worked in a pasta shop. That's fun. Pretty funny. All right. Last one. Whitney. In what year was Keanu awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Was it A, the year 2000, B, the year 2005, or C, the year 2009? Hmm. Based on movies and when they came out, I'm going to say 2005? Is that your final answer? Yes. Done it! Yeah. Great work. Yeah! Yeah! Oh that my gosh. Awesome. That was good. It was good to get some background information about this guy that I didn't know. Pasta shop, huh? Oh my god! I'm so excited. Yeah, it was on the internet, which means it's real. <laughs> All right, I found it. It exists. Definitely. All right, that's a pop quiz. It's an abridged version because uh, apparently this movie has no uh, trivia about it at all, which is fine. The uh, current scores uh, based on this round are uh, Whitney slides up to fifty six. Evan stays at 33. I move up to 35. So now it's just a dead heat between Evan and I for infinity, I imagine. So <laughs> yeah, until every time we switch. I don't know. I really, I really pooched it on Matrix trivia. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a chance. There's more matrices coming up. <laughs> there are several more matrices. So. Matrices. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Excellent. So I guess it's time to get into this. Ev is leading our discussion here for, you know, and I'm sure Whitney will keep him honest when required. So, <laughs> but I mean, really, we could we could go so fast through this because I feel oh, like we're I, going I, I gave all the touch points in, in my when I was talking about. the movie. Yes. Uh, so all right. Yes. Can just sum it up. Ev, uh, I have a, a note at the top here that says like. That says, I feel like each scene was the actors waiting for someone to say cut because they didn't trust their own performance. 
Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So that was a vibe that I had. There were definitely scenes where I thought they were looking at someone next to the camera for like a, was that okay? Uh, <laughs> look in their eyes. And um, that's kind of what I took away. Anyway. Uh, okay. Movie opens. Black and white. Two girls on motorcycles. Um, and there's a band. Um, and Keanu is playing bass. And then we never see Keanu again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They're in a bar. That is factual. (laughs) They're in a bar with really bad sound effects and even worse lighting. Um, And there's a lot of like kissing, drinking, and smoking. Perfect. Um, And then we cut over to a screen that says Jane. And Jane is drunk driving uh, back to her trailer from the bar and she's passed out when her significant other Patrick Dempsey gets home. There's some bad audio, but there's a line where Jane wakes up from being passed out and asks Patrick Dempsey, where you been? And he responds, I've been drinking some beers (laughs) and then it's meth time. Mm-hmm. Meth o'clock. Um, they do some meths, and then they do some sex, and then they do some more meths. Um, and then we kind of learn that Jane's a writer. She's writing a book with Dempsey, kind of. They're kind of doing it together, but she's doing most of it. We're also sort of led to believe, potentially, uh, before the meth, that she does heroin. Yes. She's doing like a heroin lean over the book that she's writing. Yeah. Yeah. When the boyfriend comes in. And I think that's why he said something to the effect of like, I don't remember what he said, but like basically trying to wake her up by doing math, essentially. Yeah, it's a good good call. (laughs) Um, Great, great way to wake up from from heroin. (laughs) Right. Um, And then she has these like night terrors kind of withdrawal bad stuff and goes to rehab um Mm -hmm. that was a very confusing scene she kind of was withdrawing but then she like flashed forward into a gurney it was interesting um so i guess she put herself in rehab um screen goes black and now it says will and so will is smoking some weed she's at some kind of disco bar thing um she's drinking she's dancing a lot of terrible dancing um and then she's drinking more and and smoking more and then she decides to ride a motorcycle terrible idea and as you may expect she is uh she gets in an accident and we see that her face is banged up in a mirror can i Um, can i do a quick side note here oh yeah i watched this movie about a week ago and uh, after I saw this movie, I I got in touch with one of my cousins <clears throat> who was in a motorcycle accident. And uh, because I remember this pretty distinctly. So she, she bangs up her face pretty good, <laughs> which is okay. My uh, cousin was in a motorcycle accident on a road doing 30 miles an hour through a neighborhood. Mm. And a car came out of a driveway and he hit the car and went over. Wearing a helmet and a leather jacket, he was uh, in a coma for three weeks. He broke. Yeah, he fractured his skull, broke his collarbone, eight ribs, and his arm. 
and then was in traction for a total of about, I don't know, two months. So yeah. she is Wolverine. She <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, definitely underplayed um, motorcycle accidents. You don't often do well after a minor motorcycle accident. Yeah. Twice in this movie. Um, because you're not really protected at all. So, yeah, you're right. Twice. Um, great addition. Thank you for that, Andrew. I just, it was, it's just, here are the real life. I know, yeah. I know movies are fantastical, but maybe a bit, maybe a bit too much. I don't know. Go ahead. Just maybe. Um, so then we're back at Jane in rehab for her 30th birthday. Uh, some rando brings her spark plugs. Um, and she meets another rando named Fred, who's also in rehab, and tries to get drugs from him in rehab. And then, then we get our first like real messed up flashback of her and her dad. So her dad was like a real piece of shit. Um, definitely yeah. like sexually abused her, and not great. Like those flashbacks were tough. Um. And he ends up asking her for cash, which just added insult to injury. Uh, so that was like the first big emotion pull there in the movie. Um, and But then Jane and Will end up meeting in rehab, watching this Captain America movie. Um, and they decide they're going to go find the motorcycle. They're going to break out of rehab and go find a motorcycle. That's in the movie because Will says she knows where it is. So then Jane goes to visit Dempsey to say goodbye and they do some motorcycling and some, they are at a rest stop and some guy stops to talk to Jane and he's rude. And then he, his, his departure line is I'll see you around like a donut. Mm -hmm. That's his line. So. Yeah. No idea. Still don't know why <laughs> they said that. Still don't know. Um, I, I know that there's a character or whatever. I've never seen it, but the at home with Amy Sedaris. Yeah, yeah. The okay. character that always does the Friday night song. Okay. Sometimes says, I'll see you around like a donut. Fun. Wow, never heard it. So it That's exists. Oh, it's I, a I, thing. It shows up every Friday. Uh, three different people share the, it's Friday night. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to get laid. I'm going to be late on Monday. <laughs> and, and there's Perfect. like 15 different versions of it. I think it's literally like a different. She sings that same song every episode that's on a Friday or something. I don't know. All right. There's a lot of versions of it and it shows up from multiple people on my feed. But some of them, she says, see you around like a donut right after she finishes the song. Okay. Confirmed. Real saying. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's still terrible. I've heard it. Um, it's terrible, but I've heard it at least one other place. Yeah, okay, it counts. Uh, so they have this agreement not to get loaded or used uh, until they find the bike. And then we get another really bad flashback from Jane, which I think was the shower one that you talked about before, Andrew. Yeah. Um, terrible. And then more motorcycling, then a French whore shower. And Jane is spitting blood, and then they're in a mosh pit, and someone in the mosh pit says the words, I want to lick your leg. It's um, very unclear who that is. 
<laughs> we don't know who that is at all. Because they actually say it while she's sitting on the couch. Yeah. While she's like, we, Will is sitting on the couch frustrated that she's there. Yeah. And doesn't want to be there around all of this drinking and whatever. And the other one is in the mosh pit. But we see her sitting bored and angry on the couch when we hear, I want to lick your leg. But it's clearly somebody <laughs> from the mosh pit. From the heavens. We never get clarity on, on that. It's a weird, no. it's like weird wild sound too. Like if you were like, what do people say in the mosh pit? And you're like, do it. Right. Do, just act natural. I want to lick your leg. <laughs> right. No. <sighs> God. Like, what did that guy say? Get him good, out of here. Good call out. <laughs> All right, you're ejected. Get out, sir. <laughs> right. You're too weird. Um, so then they end up at a garage to uh, make some kind of fix to Will's bike. And Jane gets after it with some guy who works at the garage. Um, and then Will has this encounter with a woman that's also being abused by another piece of shit. Um and Jane kind of gets into like an altercation with this guy to try and keep the girl safe. But we end up learning that this guy is a cop and he's kind of abusing his power. Yeah. And so they're just like, okay, we can't touch this. Like this is, we're going to get in some trouble. And he finds drugs on Jane. So Jane and Will get in this fight and, but it's okay. And then they're yeah, naked. Say, you're and- kind of skimming over. This is sort of the whole point of the movie is, <laughs> Um, Will makes a big deal about they they broke out of rehab, but she wants to get clean. Yeah. And this trip with them, she was like, let's make a promise that we won't use until we get the until we find the bike. Yeah. Which is why she doesn't want to be at the club when the other one is in the mosh pit. It's why she doesn't whatever. And so they haven't had anything to drink or smoke or inject or whatever um, for however long they've been on the road now. Um, And then when the cop finds the drugs, she's like, you aren't holding up your end of the bargain. And that's why she gets mad and they have a fight is because she feels betrayed. Um, And then... Uh, Jess, is, that's her name? Jess? Jane. Jane. So bad with names. Jane um, is like, I wasn't using, I just had it to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which just is, in which case. Which is a thing. Um, <coughs> yeah. Um, but Will doesn't believe her. Yeah. yeah. It's true. We see that she doesn't, or at least... The they movie never show it on camera yeah, if she the, has. Yeah, the movie has never shown that she did any drugs. For for everything, for all that we know, she has been sober this whole time too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're frolicking and naked in a river, taking a bath, and we get this first glimpse of a black classic Chevy that's following them. Mm. Um, and then they're talking around the campfire. And it wouldn't be a cliche campfire scene without somebody calling out a shooting star, which happens. And then they flip a quarter to see if God's real and it goes into the fire. But then they find it in the morning. I actually kind of like that. That part of the the movie. Anyway, I mean, this um, whole scene, 
the frolicking naked scene and the campfire scene and all of this is them starting to relearn that there's like good stuff out there if people aren't constantly telling you that you're garbage. Um yeah. It's 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 the best part of the movie in my opinion, those two scenes together because it's them like relearning how to be people yeah. without stuff in their system and there's always that like it's been kind of shitty up until now cuz it's been gross people hitting on them and one of them wanting to go mosh when the other one doesn't and that sort of stuff. And this is the first time that they're both like having fun and connecting and doing stuff and feeling free and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's why I think that's the best part of the movies. Cause it's the most character development that we have in the whole movie. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, so they're on motorcycles again. And they get like quasi lost, so they ask for directions, and then it's montage time. Um, montage includes karate kicks, the weird black car, peace sign, rock sculptures, a bike meet, peeing at a welcome sign, some tattoos. It's all over the place. Um, it's quite a montage, and then they end up at um, Will's mom's house, or I guess the house that Will was raised in. Yeah, uh, and her mom is there as well as her grandmother and her mom seemingly has a form of OCD that was my kind of takeaway um, just as is, is mostly mentally unstable uh, for whatever reason uh, and they have like a pretty awkward interaction um, mom is seems to think that it that Will is kind of like still her like young daughter and she's trying to cook for her and she's got this thing about washing her hands all the time. And um, so they play that out, but they end up just kind of saying like, we don't want to be here. Um, there's a moment where to Whitney's earlier point, like where they kind of try to mend the parent and child relationship, but it doesn't really go great. Well, clearly Clearly, in addition to having OCD, like, outside of OCD, this mom is abusive in some way. We're not yeah. exactly sure. We don't get the full color spectrum of it, but there's definitely some verbal and emotional abuse. The way she slaps the drink out of her hand, maybe there was also physical abuse, but we're not really sure about that. But definitely this mother has had a very, very, very firm clamp on her daughter for her entire life and does not treat her like a person who can make their own decisions. Yeah. And um, that being said, she kind of confronts it a little bit. She said over plate of fish sticks that her mom makes, but literally leaves in the oven for 30 seconds and then <laughs> yeah. pulls them out. Um, she's like, I'm not going to eat those. I'm going to leave now. I'm not going to stay here. I can do what I want because I am a, an adult, which is the at this point, I thought that's what the movie was about. Because we know that they both have trauma. We know that they both have, like, we've seen more of Jane's trauma than Will's trauma. But we start to see where her issues come from and why she self-medicates. And then with that scene, it seems more like the movie is going to be about them sort of tackling with each other. Like, having someone in their corner now they can start to tackle the stuff that they've been repressing or not dealing with yeah and and sort of work through some of those issues and then we never really see any of it again yeah yeah that's what i was hoping was going to 
to transpire. Like, and they, oh. don't, they don't even fully come to a resolution because the mom is pissed and the mom starts doing narcissistic personality disorder stuff about leaving her and abandoning her and whatever. Um, so it's not even really resolution. She stood up for herself to her mom. So yeah. th- there's like the start of a resolution, but that nothing is finished there. And that's the most we get for the whole movie. Yeah, we get that. There was that really interesting scene where it's like, oh, I think the mom's about to turn this around. Where she's like, you know, when I was young, I wanted to be a musician or an artist, mm, an artist. Or, or something. And I was like, yeah. oh, d- oh, shit, we're going to have a breakthrough here. And then she just reverts back to like, you know, I should, you were right to leave and you should leave again. Now get the hell out or whatever. It's like, oh, there was something, there was something there. And it just mm-hmm. missed the mark, just like slightly. Could have, I don't know. It was just me. No, you're right. Um, so they leave. Uh, they get out of there, and Jane kind of tries to do the same thing and call her terrible dad. Yeah. Um, but she like can't go through with it when he answers because he answers in like a super creepy way. He's terrible. He's terrible. And so she's like, I can't do this. And she needs a drink. And so Will gets like upset with her, but Jane's not really open about it. And so they kind of have this conflict and Will ends up praying outside. And then we see Jane like vomiting up all the hardcore drinking she just did. And then the lovely line of what's up, butt crack, you (laughs) constipated. She's clearly not noticing the blood covered everything in this bathroom. Not yet. Not yet. Not at first. <laughs> not, not at first. Um, because I guess Jane is vomiting blood now at this point. Um, She's gone from coughing blood to vomiting blood. Yeah, it's not good. And uh, there's really a lot of it. Like it, a lot. It was. Yeah. You're not it was kidding. a significant amount of blood. <laughs> um, and so then they leave... And they're riding motorcycles next to each other. And I referenced this earlier and she, and Jane goes to like reach in her bag for something and somehow misses a giant RV that's driving towards her Um, and veers to miss. And we get this weird, like close up of, you guys remember this? Like a filled the whole screen close up of her face screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she puts the bike down like over a, over an, a ledge off the side of the road um, and the bike is like, I, they made it seem like 10 feet away from them. And they're like, it's gone forever. We got to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's can't save it. Like you could just go, go get there. it. See if it starts at least and maybe ride it out of the, anyway. Um, so they, uh, they leave there and. Jane mentions uh, in a in a follow up conversation that she wants to be buried in a dress, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Um, and then we see the black car again, and it's Dempsey in the car, <laughs> Fast Eddie this whole time. And then Andrew Whitney, do you know what happens? <laughs> I thought of you immediately. <laughs> I can say it, Whitney, in case in case you forgot. 
Evans, <laughs> he's referencing a, a nit he had to pick in the, I believe it was the <laughs> Little Buddha episode of the movie. <laughs> a truck goes by and it's... <laughs> Why? Why? Because the truck Why went by. <laughs> Why did it honk? No reason. I was like, oh, I hope Ev brings it up. I hope he brings it up. He did not it's disappoint. It's in all caps. Verbatim says, goddamn truck horn sound effect. Perfect. Love it. All caps. So that yeah. happens. Yeah. And I almost turned it off for the third time. <laughs> no! And then um, they show up at a house, uh, which we end up learning is Will's father's house. Um, and this guy, was he wearing like, was he a young guy wearing like a really bad gray wig? Something was off about his general look. Did you guys get that vibe at all? Um, I don't think no. he was. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. He was just me. Um, at any rate, the, then they do like a bunch of nothing in the house. Um, like just talk and cook and, and sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they're all doing drugs. Um, depending on your, your flavor, like her dad's doing weed, but Dempsey's getting back into heroin. And there was actually a scene right before this where, Jane is kind of just staring at everyone laughing in the room mm -hmm. and her face is kind of depicting a little bit of disgust, a little bit of like confusion, a little bit of sadness. Um, but she's clearly like not having the good time that everyone else is. Uh, and they so, really kind of zone in on that. Yes, because it's so this is Patrick Dempsey follows her has been following her through her whole road trip from L.A. up to San Francisco, out to wherever in... Where were they going? Montana? Yeah, Montana. Somewhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, to find the bike. He's been following this whole time, but he hasn't approached them. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't been threatening about it. He literally was just like... tagging along behind them. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And she, when he shows up, at this house, they're like, oh, shit. He really loves me. And so this is her contemplating where her life has been up until now and where she thought it was because she thought she didn't have a relationship, that this guy was trouble and just made her get into more trouble and, like, the drugs and the whatever and living in a Winnebago and all that kind of stuff. She was like, she saw that as a place that was never going, she was never going to get out of and was never going to change. And then he come, pulls up and he's been following her to make sure that she's safe while she does this road trip and trying not to get in her way actively while she's doing this road trip. Yeah. And she starts to see him in a very different light as a guy who maybe could amount to something, even if it just means emotionally support wise rather than, you know, money or anything like that. But she says something about, naming one of their kids something and he immediately is like i would never name one of my kids this but kind of goes along with it and she's yeah. now in this thought of the reason that she's not having fun is she's trying to figure out what this whole like life with him is going to be and he doesn't in any way put up a second of hesitation or fight when she says we could name our kid that he just talks about what he would and would not name his kids yeah so she's like does he want to have kids? Is he planning on having kids? That's what's going through her head this whole time is like, what would kids 
being brought into this relationship look like. He didn't right. fight it, but he also didn't agree with it. Um, so that's what she's going through. That's why she's trying to figure out what the rest of her life looks like. And she still has not confronted her father. So there's all that stuff that, like, Brewing. I thought they were going to resolve at this point, or she was at least going to tell somebody. Yeah. She never even says it out loud to anybody. And I thought that maybe she was figuring out that she had to tell him about her dad before she could move forward in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never actually address any of that. What they do is move on to the next scene where Patrick Dempsey is shooting heroin. And she's like, do you think you could ever get clean? And we could, like, do a home and a kids and straighten up. And Patrick Dempsey yep. is like, no, I tried being sober once and I didn't like it. This is it forever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. So basically, she... Jane ends up sneaking out um, of the room that her and Dempsey are in and uh, overdoses on heroin in a dress uh, and is found by Will, mm. who loses her mind for obvious reasons. And then Dempsey comes in. And he's like, no, 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 this is like this happens all the time. Just put some cold water on her. I thought this was kind of where Dempsey showed up the most was in this scene. Where he was kind of like repeating himself and he was, he was, you know, trying to just come to terms with it. Yeah. He's clearly not like accepting it at first. And, right. and as he gets more desperate, as it's more and more clear that she's dead, he did a good job there. Yeah, he did a great job. Um, and so Will like loses her mind and she's like blaming Fast Eddie and they get into this altercation and Will's dad like kicks him out. Uh, and then... Will wants to, like, finish this mission that they started. So she goes to the junkyard where this bike is supposed to be to find this chopper. And she finds it, the movie bike. And um, and it's, like, great. And she trades her bike for the Captain America bike. And then it's basically just, like, shots of roads from the she purview of off. a motorcycle rider. Yeah. And that's it. Try to Yeah. So we don't re- we don't at all address the fact that the way that her dad is constantly um, smoking marijuana the entire time that they're there is why she drinks and smokes and then gets on her bike and crashes and whatever. That like her dealing with things by being constantly stoned came from her father. Mm-hmm. So they don't talk about that at all. That is in no way addressed. She doesn't resolve anything with anybody before she overdoses. Really, the only thing that we see as the clue of her trying to figure out her life and whether or not she can keep living it and go forward and whether there's a future is in that one scene where they're looking at her not being happy while the other three are joking around. Mm -hmm. And that's all internal. There's nothing else said about that. You just have to guess that that's what she's going through because then when she asks, can we ever get straight and like, you know, live a different life? And he's like, nope, this is it forever. She's like, okay, then cashing in my chips. Yeah. Yep. So do you, so do the two of you feel like he, he killed her? I mean, or was this like, cause that's what will, am I, am I, the name is her. Yeah. That's what she yeah. accused. Yeah. That's what she's yelling at him the whole time. Like you killed her. It was yep. your, it was you. Like, assuming he never showed up, what what what's assuming happening here? Assuming he never showed up, I think there's a chance that she would have recovered. turned it around. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that ultimately she was deeply unhappy and not addressing any of it. And right. I think that part of that was with the the sort of the promiscuity and the relationship stuff. I think that she it didn't necessarily make it super clear throughout the movie, but it's brought up more than once about like, that's kind of where she wanted her life to be. So yeah. I think that if they had never, if he had never shown up again, that at some point she would have had to deal with him again anyway. And I think that might always have been a thing where she, I mean, we start the movie, the first scene that's just her with her talking about, you know, tasting death in her mouth. Right. Yeah. The metal I, yeah, And him I thinking that she was writing a suicide note. So we start out with her kind of on that ledge anyway. Um. I do think that he, had he not shown up and had he not shown up with heroin, I think that she might have. But I think that until she confronted her dad, that was always going to be an option. Yeah. Yep. So many places, so many places to go, you know. So I think if it wasn't him, it may eventually have been something else anyway. But he definitely exacerbated it. Sure. In the moment. Right. Right. Yeah. At a pivotal moment. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's me and Will. Yep, sure is. I would love to know more about this movie. Really, I would. Like, I wish there was trivia. Like, how quickly? There's nothing yeah. online for this movie. How quickly was it put together? Like, what was everything? What was the budget? Like, what you know? How did this all come together? I we may never know. We may. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask. Uh, I'll shoot a text to, to Melissa Bear and Sherry Rose and see if we can get them oh, on the great. show. That'd maybe. be great. Thanks, man. <laughs> Don't, I won't put this episode out. We'll do that before they have a chance to sure. um, listen to what Evan has, Evan has to say. So, All right. Uh, so with that, we are at, uh, do you ultimately recommend this film? No. No. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a no for me, too. Well, where do you rank it? I could put this, I could start on this one. Uh, this is going to be in the uh, the number 26 spot for me uh, between mm-hmm. Even Cowgirls Get the Blues and The Prince of Pennsylvania. So not... That's right where it is for me too. Yeah. Between those two movies. Um, not me. <laughs> wait, oh, wait a minute. Where's number it? one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. unseating God, the no. matrix is me and Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually very last. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So okay. We have we we all have our breaking point, it seems. Okay. Can't do it. Could not I could not watch this movie again. But you could watch one step away. I understand. Yeah, because it's 20 minutes of my life. So, I believe it's, it's 28 easy. minutes. <laughs> right. You give those last eight <laughs> minutes respect. 20 minutes of, of actually paying attention. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that puts it at uh, 25 for Whitney, I believe. Uh, 29 for Evan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, 26 for me. So in that bottom quadrant. Uh, where it's just variations of a theme for all of us, really. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of where that that's kind of where that sits. Good. It has been logged as such. Next week, Whitney, I have my Venmo button ready. You mm. are going to be leading us through the replacements. Yes. You have never seen this, Evan. I have not. Have you seen this movie? 
I think so. It's football. It's football Keanu. Shane Falco. I think this is the second time that he's a quarterback for the same football team, isn't it? I think so. You might be right yeah. on that one. So it's good. I have not seen this movie in a very long time, but I have very fond memories of it. And I hope that it holds up and it's not problematic, but, but it fits right into this Y2K uh, time slot here where a lot of comedic movies have problems. So I'm yeah. hoping that it's not that, but we'll see. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic. Wait, is me, and, is me and Will the end of season two? No, no, we still got. Uh, let's We're see. going to 2003, right? Or something like that? Five. 85 to 95. A- 85 to 95. 95. Okay. So to... We, we got a ways to go yet. Yeah, we have. I all of a sudden, I was like, wait, we're going to the 2000s, and I forgot. Constantine will be our season two under. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Constantine. Dig it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Eric Eric messaged me to say that he was shouting throughout the whole Matrix episode. And I was like, were you shouting because we were getting things wrong or you agreed with us? And he was like, I don't know. I was just shouting because I just felt a lot of feelings. And then he said, I just realized that you still have Constantine to watch. And I'm very excited for all of you. Oh, yeah. You know what? Weirdly enough, we did that Q&A thing. Constantine is a DC movie. When we watch that movie, it will open oh, with a DC logo. So Keanu's oh, already oh. in the DC universe. Kind of. Kind of. I guess I'll have to skip that week. <laughs> when I get my time machine, I'm going to retcon that. There you go. So that's cool. <laughs> George. Was it George? Who asked that question? It doesn't matter. I would like to see Keanu play Constantine again. <laughs> now. <laughs> so cool. Another John. Yet another John. Mm-hmm. All right, we're done. That brings us we to the it. end. Evan, mm-hmm. you did an admirable job, considering. Well, thank you. I don't envy when it's going to happen more, where one of us is going to get a movie where we're like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> what and, the hell? <laughs> and I just want to be supportive of that. So good. Thanks, man. Good job. I'm curious to see how you guys react to a scanner darkly. Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> have you seen that's, it, Andrew? I have not seen movie that movie. Too. I have not seen that movie, actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how you guys react to that. Is that Linklater? Is it Linklater? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, I mean, a lot of people dig Richard Linklater. And I, uh-huh. I mean, like, I, I don't have strong feelings about this guy. Like, he's done a lot of stuff that's like weird or or just like he's I, great when you're a teenager yeah i saw boyhood i think that's he him is right like the height i think that was him too yeah he's like the height of masturbatory filmmaking he is only <laughs> making movies for himself <laughs> yeah that's funny and waking life when i was a teenager there was no movie that i thought was more highbrow and intellectual than, <laughs> than waking life but but the like before sunrise and before sunset, all of it, it's just so like, please stop talking. Please just stop talking. That's how I feel about it now. I, I got to give it up for him. So you mentioned those two. I've never seen those movies. I think mm-hmm. there's three, right? Before mm-hmm. whatever. And it's the same people, same actors. And it's like mm-hmm. over 20 or 30 years or something. What's his name? Hawk? It's Hunt? just, yeah. yeah Which Hawk. one? Hawk. Ethan Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have a conversation. 
And they it's just talk nuts. about everything they think and believe. Just like if you met a stranger and you had a good connection and you were like, we're going to spend all night walking and talking and then I'm going to get on this plane. That's what that movie is. Oh, okay. They just have a connection and they're, they're like, we're going to flirt and have a mini relationship in 12 hours. Fun. And so they talk about life and love and all the things they think and believe and what their favorite this is and what they think happens when we die and whatever. Um, <laughs> it's just like all of his other stuff where it's just what Richard Linkletter thinks is the meaning of life and death and whatever through these two characters having a conversation. And they're they're not bad movies, but also at some point it's like, I just want to stop knowing what Richard Linkletter has to say about the world. <laughs> Well, okay, so I might, I'll try to brush up on some of his... Well, uh, Scanner Darkly is a little bit different, yeah, which is I why I'm curious is... to see where you guys go on it, because it's not the same. And this is based on actual literature. Is this, yes. this is a story, a short, uh, or maybe a, a novel? I don't know. Um, I don't know too much about it, to be honest. I know, like, the cast yeah. is pretty incredible, like Woody Harrelson and Robert Downey Jr. and, like... But be a Winona Ryder again, which is a theme mm-hmm. for Keanu. But I don't know. I, I I don't know anything. I was like, oh, it's rotoscoped. Cool. That that looks hard. Yeah. It's uh, it's based on the Philip K. Dick novel. I wasn't oh. sure if it was a novel or a short story, but okay. I just looked it up. Oh, that's good. It's Philip K. Dick. He he, he delivers. He's a he, he's pretty yeah, consistent. But that's why I don't know where to peg either of you on that. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. I was most looking forward to The Replacements. That one's next. So now it's like, what are we next most looking forward to? And I am most looking forward to hearing what you guys think about A Scanner Darkly. Like, I'm excited for other stuff. Um, both of the Matrix movies, because I remember nothing that happens after the first Matrix. I'm very interested in both of those. Something's Gotta Give is like a great movie and I haven't seen that in forever. Um, but like, I think the thing that I'm most hyped for is what you guys have to say about A Scanner Darkly. Andrew, you're cleared for landing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're done now, everybody. Yeah, Evan's I mean, like, I Evan's you know, ready to go. We, we, we talked about the movie, so. <laughs> I'm dying. I have a fancy new uh, sign-off screen on Periscope, you'll notice here. Whitney! Whitney, uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the replacements, and you might see uh, on the show, I might owe Whitney 20 bucks. I don't know. I won't know until the end of next week's episode, but... I could use 20 bucks. Hey, you could use it to buy John Wick X. You Uh, could do it. That's actually probably what I would use it for. Uh, Yeah! TBH. All right. Because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the you know rollover in my video game entertainment budget <laughs> by John Wick Hex. And <laughs> so if I had an extra twenty dollars just show up, that's probably what it would go to. Fun. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so until um, until you may or may not get paid, <laughs> where can people find you on I the hope internet? I get paid. There's no question about whether or not I'm getting paid. I hope. <laughs> Unless you know something I don't, Andrew. No, paid by me for the, you know. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, yes, paid by you. I thought you meant payday, and I was like, oh, oh no, goodness. I have no, I have no Do insights about you know something about I don't know profession. about losing my job? <laughs> That's got crazy. All right. Panicked there. You're you're on a bunch of other podcasts. You're having a huge I comeback am. now that you've recu- you've recuperated. Where, what are yes, they? Now that I'm in full health. Uh, historical hotties. We just did our year end sort of bracket where we um, had a, a hottie come through uh and and they did not win but now they won um, for the year and we are doing a month of spooky stuff in halloween 
Um, so we are talking about a bunch of very interesting people who have done very interesting stuff in the coming weeks. So All check right. us out for that. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but we've had some... We talked about the people who made Halloween the holiday that it is, like how we think of Halloween today was influenced by a couple of people, and we talked about that. There's some interesting stuff coming up. We're talking about morticians um, in history, famous yeah. morticians. Okay. Ooh, so fun. We're going to figure out who's the hottest mortician, so stay tuned for that. Um, right. I'm on a video game podcast called Almost Better Than Silence, which has been mentioned previously. Um, and Myth Takes, um, upcoming Fast and Furious podcast called Extremely Fast and Incredibly Furious. <sighs> and that's it, I think. Am I missing one? I feel like I'm missing one. And those are the four that I have, at least. I okay. have, Well, I had the four up there. I'll, when, when Fast Furious is live, then we'll make room for that. But yes. nailed it. Nailed yes. it. <laughs> Talked about all of them. It's almost like we planned. It's almost like we planned this thing. It's... Not it is that, we're not like flying that. by the seat of our pants. But anyway, follow me on Twitter at Winnie underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, and then you can find all my other stuff. Perfect. Evan. Hi. Where are you situated on the internet? Um, Various places, mostly Instajam, um, at Evan Acre. Also the same handle for Twitter. Uh, but you know what? It's not really worth anyone's time. So forget about it. When you get a chance, look at the video because I reflect your thoughts uh, there as well. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on most social platforms at Dark Driving. I'm most active on uh, Twitter and sometimes Instagram in the form of stories. I like those better than than posts just because whatever. Who cares? They're a little bit more fun that they go away eventually. I like that. I like that. We've talked about that. I got way that. less active on Instagram when I dropped my phone and broke the camera. <laughs> well, that makes sense. It's almost like this yeah. sounds a correlation that I can't figure, I can't figure it so. out. So. If I ever buy a new phone, one that isn't all janked up, I will be more active on Instagram. You'll be back. Yeah, because I like taking pictures of food mostly. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Take pictures of whatever. So yeah, find me there. Follow this show. Give us five stars. Why are you so withholding? Give us six stars. No, I liked liked the sad Sarah McLaughlin. For the price of a free cup of coffee. For the price, <laughs> I don't, cup. I don't, I don't like the argumentative stuff. All right. So when you go into work gotta, and, and they have the coffee nice there, the Keurig yeah. there, every you know time how much you get a free cup you? of coffee, come rate us five stars. Yeah, rate there one you of your favorite podcasts five stars. Right. Every Not just time us. You get a free cup of coffee. There you yeah. go. Start with us, but th- go to the other ones too. Yeah. Go give, uh, rate them all. They, give, they all yeah. like it. They all like it. Guaranteed. Lives improved. I don't even have to know them to know they like it. So, so with all that, thank you for joining us. Five stars. <laughs> In the words of Phyllis Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Thanks. Do do you have, are you in the document, Ev? I don't see you in the document. Which document? For the movie that we're about to talk about. (laughs)
Uh, e- I w- was. No. No, you're not. You is liar. the answer. I'm looking <laughs> I'm at in... who's in the document, and it is me, and it is Andrew. Wait. <laughs> you're saying in Dropbox? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are it's you? It's not in the show notes folder. It's not. Oh. Well, it doesn't need to be. That's where I go to find it. Hold on. All right, hold on. Oh my god. Open up I Messenger on my It's in Messenger laptop. <laughs> god, there's two links. Yeah, the one that you didn't they say in the link what they are. God. Both that you didn't join. Unbelievable. You put it in the right place. It's a, it's a, it's in the show notes folder. Now it is. <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready. 